There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 11th, 2010. Now I, I always, I know it's, it's boring to go through this little routine, but I always suggest that newcomers look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. That's my main site. You'll see on that front page all the other sites I have there. These are the official sites. Bookmark them for future use because once in a while I get problems with the com. And, some, and also two thousands go in at the same time. Uh, after I've uploaded the show, and uh, it tends to be kind of sticky at times. So you can always try these other sites if you have problems. And while you're there, go into the books I have for sale. They are different. They're different from the usual His Stories that you get, the authorized versions. I show you the contracts down through time to the present day, and they're still as valid today as it ever were. The particular tricks are used within language and symbolism and so on to con you. Everything really is symbols. They've used it from ancient times, and those who held power understand the meanings amongst themselves of the symbols. The general public never think about it. They, they take everything for granted, and that's what it's all based on. The same as today with politics and the terms they use in their treaties and different things they sign. So go in there, buy the books. It'll help deprogram you. It'll help you start stimulating to think in a non-linear fashion and buy the discs as well that you'll see advertised here, DVD discs and CD discs, some with 50 shows on them. And that will help me take over, hopefully, hopefully, because I'm running behind right now. Um, because this costs a lot of money to do just what I'm doing here. It's not just a one-hour show. I do other things all during the day. And um, this is how it, it goes with me. It's up to you to keep me going. The ads on the show that you hear pay for the airtime to RBN. The ads on this show are paid directly by the advertisers right to RBN for the airtime and to pay for the equipment, the staff, and their bills. So you have to help me with mine. Remember, from the U.S. to Canada, you can use personal check. You can also use an international postal money order from your post office if you wish. You can use cash uh, or PayPal if you want to order or donate. Use a PayPal donation button. Send a separate email with your name, address, and the order, and I'll get it out to you. Across the world, it's the same idea. You've also got the choice of Western Union or MoneyGram across the world. Cash, PayPal for donations and for ordering, and uh, I'll get them out as soon as I can. Now, you know, what I try to do in this show is to teach people really how to look at things and teach them how to think about things. Most people truly don't think very much at all. They take everything at face value, and that's what you get when you get a socialized, trained population. They don't question things. They'll fall into the traps of getting upset when news presents you with something that's obviously upsetting, but they never give you a solution. They'll generally give you two arguments on the, the particular topic that upsets you, and people being as they are, pick one or the other. 
That's what they've always given us down through time. That's why you have left-wing and right-wing parties and all of these things. There's no difference between the party system across the world. There truly isn't. And Professor Quigley uh, verified that in his book, Tragedy and Hope. He was the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, which is the American branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, run by the big banking boys and the journalist medias and the media barns they bring into it. They give you your reality. Massive organization. And worldwide, they even have a branch now for the whole EU Union, for the parliament. And everybody in the parliament's a member of it. And quickly said, same with the U.S. presidents for 60 years, and he wrote his book in the 1960s. So the U.S. has been under this from the early 1900s. Back with more after these messages. Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix, talking about chronology. Chronology is an amazing science, and it's taught in very secretive uh, places to people who are picked to rule over you. And you'll find that happens with those who are picked for the Council on Foreign Relations, and, and they have the same laws for their, their organization as they do from their main parent organization, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, where they can always give a public version to things if they're authorized, but they can never tell the inner um, uh, talks that they have for the real purpose that's not allowed. Same with common purpose, which I'm certain is a branch of it, trained for it, and their job is to train future leaders across all sectors of a socialist society. They already have trained well over 30,000 who are now going into jobs from local councils right up to politics and parliament and bureaucracy, civil servant, education and the military. So I'm trying to tell you here that for an awful long time there's been a massive organization with different branches all taking over the world, very secretive in some ways and sometimes they're very open as well with various publications they put out. It's just that people can't be bothered reading them, they're too boring, there's no sex and violence. And you have to remember two old Albert Pike, the so-called Pope of Freemasonry, as his followers called him, who said, he says, we never talk more openly as when we do in public, surrounded by people who are not brothers. And that is very, very true. They, they put it right in front of your face. You will get one meaning, while there's another meaning to the members, you see, and they'll have a little chuckle. And that's how news presentations are given to the public as well. We take everything on a face scan. We scan it with our eyes, and we think no further. We don't really see or understand what we're really looking at because we don't, we're taught not to reason or think or critically analyze anything at all. You'll see the same in treaties if you go into the preambles they have, because in the preambles they define the meanings of certain words they're going to use in the laws to follow. So it's very important to read them, because you'll find uh, what you're listening to and the stuff that follows uh, is, it really has a completely different outcome with the different meanings that they intend them to have. Very important. And you see, that is legal too. You can say, uh, under this particular treaty, uh, this word will mean this. And that's quite lawful. 
And you'll find that legalism is very important to these boys. When they want to take your rights away, they simply pass a law and then make it legal. If they want to torture you, they say pass a law and make it legal. And we all are trained that uh, all legalities are, are somehow okay. And we obey and bend down and allow our homes and everything to be plundered, robbed and stolen from us in the process. We're trained animals, you see, and we're talked about animal. We're akin to animals as far as those at the top are concerned. They call us the unwashed masses and various other insulting terms. We don't seem to mind so much because most folk um, today are off in a fantasy land, as I say, a sort of kaleidoscopic um, fantasy land of fact and fiction and heads full of hundreds of movies today of predictive programming. And they can't, and are too, too busy scurrying around too in the, when they're not watching stuff to, to, um, the bars to get, uh, sex or whatever, or to, um, their work and back and getting through the day. So they don't want serious stuff and therefore they allow themselves to be managed by what's presented to them as expert societies. I can remember The Reckoning, a very good movie with, uh, Defoe, the actor in it. Set in the Middle Ages, uh, well made and gave you the impression of being there type of thing. And it was about a group of peasant villagers that lived down below the Lord's Castle. And they all knew he was a pedophile homosexual who was killing their little boys now and then. And they didn't dare to talk about it. And there were some good quotes came out of that movie when one of the sheriffs came in. And uh, he was asked about it, and he says, yeah, we know he's doing this, but he's awfully important as a warlord when the king needs him. So they were okay with it. The peasants themselves were kind of okay with it. They talked about themselves and, and grumbled and all that, because uh, the, the lord left them enough food. They were all farmers and stuff. They left them enough food, you see, to, to live on, which is more than, than a lot of the lords left the, the peasants around them. So there's this symbiosis between the sadist overlord and uh, the general population who just want enough to get by on and buy their beer and do their favorite things. That hasn't really changed today. In fact, it's worse today than ever because they think they're free and they think they're not in a feudal system. They truly do believe they have a strange thing called democracy, even though democracy was set up in the first place to be a form of takeover of socialistic society by Fabians who, using the Fabian techniques, would run your life from birth to grave, or eventually, with every individual, that is, and uh, organize your whole life for you. That's if they even wanted you to live and serve them. That's really what it is. And the transfer of wealth across the world. And all the bottom lefties thought, oh, that's great, they'll hit the big boys now and plunder them for a change. And No, they meant you folks at the bottom. It's your taxes that are going abroad and it's not getting to, to help people in Africa or anywhere else, by the way. But you accept it too, and that's your own problem. You accept things. And you'll accept and accept, accept to the bitter end until there's nothing left to do, uh, and you're done for. That's the reality of your lives. Now, scams. Scams, you see, can be very legal. And as long as they're legal, they get the people who do them get off with them. Uh, one of the big scams happening right now uh, with all the mortgage, mortgage collapses in certain big places like L.A. 
is that because of the massive influx of people from Russia and, and so on, lots of money, these people ruled Russia, lots and lots of money, the scams going on. And if you happen to be behind in your mortgage payments and you take another loan out and then you, you start to pay your mortgage back after a few months, if you don't look closely at the papers, what you've checked off, They'll put that money you're putting in every month, not to the mortgage, but to the other loan. This is done deliberately because then they can seize your house. And that's what they're doing. Because you see, they're getting, they're getting, um, clients coming in wanting certain houses in certain areas. And since these guys all belong to the same club, so to speak, they, they're doing this all over the place. So you better, if you do have uh, a mortgage and you've had maybe a second mortgage or some other loan you've taken out, and you've been behind for a month or two or three payments, you better check and make sure that your payment is going to the primary mortgage uh, or you're going to have your house lost. I'm talking to people right now who are going through this process, but I guarantee you there are takers already there who've approached the bankers and they all work together because they go to the same um, clubs, we'll say. Another scam that's going on is, and this is from a woman in Florida, uh, she was hired by a, a big shot in New York who is in charge of homeowners associations. Now, everyone joins these homeowners associations thinking, well, we've made it now. We can be in a homeowners association. Only the wealthier folk have homeowners associations. And you get lots of rules to follow about the length of your grass, the color of the paint of your door and that. Some people like that uniformity. They're already socialized and don't know it. Uh, but the whole idea of this scam is to, and she, this woman is one of them, she's sent out to, to look to see if the grass is maybe burnt here um, uh, or too long in one area and makes a little record of the little misdemeanors you see or there's paint flaking off the so-and-so and they've already been given one notice to have it repainted in the color they'll tell you to paint it from this particular paint store, by the way. You must get the exact right paint. And once you've got a few lists of this, guess what? You didn't look at the fine print in your homeowners association uh, um, um, uh, legal document because the guy who's in charge of it, which is the guy in New York, can take your home from you. Where you paid it up or not, makes no dirt, he can steal your home. And it's all legal. These guys use legal means. Uh, and they, so they live on the fact that you won't check all the small print or ask any questions. So many scams. That's how the whole world is run. Money itself is a scam. Utter scam always was. It's important that you believe it so that you will spend it. And actually, you're, you're getting trained at school to grow up to work for it, not for, for planting food, not to buy food, to buy the things that you need. And it's elastic. It always goes up and down like a yo-yo, generally up. And uh, you put money into pensions and that to watch them getting plundered, as they're doing now, by the way. There's articles out where they're going to go into pensions and just... Just decimate them to pay off the debt, you understand. We're all in bad trouble and all that nonsense. It was planned years ago, years ago, when they gave you all these insurance policies and government-sponsored pension plans. They were going to plunder about now. But it's legal, you see, because, you see, they are the, the, the guys who make the laws. They can do anything if they pass a law, you see, anything at all. And they do it all the time. Just like the airport scanners, oh, you can, you can walk through them now and get dosed with radiation and uh, get laughed at, and uh, and they laugh at your laugh at your body, and you accept that now because you've been dehumiliated to the extent that there's not much further to go. You see, and people accept it, and that's something they know at the top. People will accept pretty well anything until they're utterly starving, and then they riot like a, an untrained mob, 
and they're ready for that too. That's why they've been training people for years inside the U.S., Canada, Britain, elsewhere, long before 9-11 came along, years and years before it, internal armies to take care of the 30 years upcoming struggle that they see coming from the Department of Defense's think tank, and I say that's a 90-page report, plus the U.S. one going along with the same strategies, the same forecast. That's the real world, folks. You don't like hearing it because it doesn't give you much hope, because you're always waiting for someone to come along and save you. You know, every movie, like The Matrix even, you're the one, Neil. You're the one. It's always the one. The old Clint Eastwood movies, too. Same idea. All the cowards are in town getting beaten by the bad guys. The women are getting raped. And uh, they wait for the, this, this one man to come up and clean up the town. You know, that, that's, that, that's, I'm sorry, that's the Ameri- Americans have that, had that drummed into them since about 1940 odd. From movies from, from, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll say just from California. From myself, actually, I'll come back with more on this topic after this break. This is Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about chronology. And, you know, you find no better chronology than in the media, because the media is owned by big media barons who end up getting knighted by the Queen for giving you a lot of nonsense that you believed and, and really bring your mind psychologically along the roads of socialism. It doesn't matter if you think you're right-winger, you're still thinking socialist things these days. In fact, Lenin said the same thing, that eventually the parties will be arguing over pensions and services, government services and so on, until basically they're really pushing the same socialist agenda, and that's happened. And apart from that, you don't have any conservatives at the top or or socialists at the bottom, they're all one big party now because they're run by the Council on Foreign Relations across the whole planet. And all the myriad of of specialized organizations, sub-organizations doing specialized parts of it. It's been on the go long before you were born. Now, the European Union, I mean, it's just amazing that the billions of pounds and euros have thrown into this black hole uh, to stimulate the economy. It's just, just astonishing uh, so that countries like Greece can, can start paying off the interest on its debt, which is incredible. It's incredible. You know it's not meant to get paid off ever. This is a all control factor as you get taken down uh, into a complete new way of, I won't say living, it's, it's just existing, and more and more government powers over the head of you. Plus, of course, it gives the, the Central Bank of Europe the right now, through the IMF, to do everyone's bookkeeping. That's what they were after in the first place, and that's what a lot of this is about. And at the same time, when they joined the EU a long time ago, and they didn't know it, because they didn't tell the public any truths on it, uh, the, which, by the way, was one of the one of the prerequisites for getting lend laid uh, aid scheme that was uh, lend lease scheme that they called it at the time uh, from the U.S. to Canada that uh, Europe must unite together. That was that was part of the whole thing that FDR, then Truman, and then Eisenhower was after. Uh, they, they said that Europe must unite. Completely, and they meant total unification under the parliament a la Karl Marx, the same thing that he wanted. 
So it's no coincidence that they, they always go along in the same agenda, which they believe is a scientific socialism run by experts. And that experts must run the world because, you see, democracy just doesn't work, as the Club of Rome said, and all the other boys agree in. Uh, that it won't work because there's too many competing, conflicting, fighting parties uh, in society to ever get the jobs done. Because, you see, the big boys at the top have got a lot of plans to put, they put in, and they don't want any bickering. They just want to go ahead and do it. So they've got all their technocrats going across the world, and their think tanks with the real powers, quickly said, doing the real work. The parallel government funded by the foundations. But in the meantime, Britain's already paid millions of pounds to the EU in fines over different things, like trying to sell oak trees, you know, planked oak across Europe. And they decided, no, the British oak was too wavy uh, to be uh, to be straight grained, you see, not wavy. And, and so they got fined for that. They got fined when they said that butchers uh, could not transport uh, the meats, the carcasses, uh, fr- uh, from, uh, say, uh, one alley, across an alley, a doorway across an alley, maybe two or three feet wide, uh, into the air and into the next part of the shop. So they, had to, they closed in on the small butchers because they don't want that too. They want big supermarket chains uh, that will make sure you get your poison GM food. And I'm not kidding about that. That is part of the reason for it. But the British taxpayer gets fined. They always say Britain gets, no, the taxpayer gets fined millions. So here they are in the whole, uh, Britain's even paying for roads to be made in Poland and so on, but but they can't even fix the roads at home. That's real distribution of wealth, right? This wonderful new communist system under a different guise. That's what it is. It's a Soviet system. But here's got fined again as as they're broke, bankrupt and all the rest of it, neo-trillions. Uh, this is the 17th, uh, this is June the 3rd, 2010. UK receives final warning over air pollution, and that was from the BBC News. So the UK gets a final warning. Uh, it says, the European Commission has threatened to take the UK to the European Court of Justice over air quality breaches. The UK could end up paying as much as £300 million in fines. That's the taxpayers who have lost everything. The only thing they haven't done yet is sold off their children, or maybe they have, and don't know it. So as the government received a second and final warning from the commission, that's a dictorate, a dictorate at the, the commission at the EU Parliament. It's not a democratic institution, never, never has been. Just after the levels of dangerous airborne particles of PM10s in London and Gibraltar exceeded the EU limits. So naughty Britain, we're going to punish you by fines, 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 until you're utterly destitute and in rags. That's literally what it really means. One massive fine after another, utter farce. You know, you'll never see Mr. Cameron or anybody who's elected because they all work for the same organization uh, pulling out of the EU and tearing it all up and saying, stuff it and stuff you. That's the only thing you can do. And a lot of the people in Britain know that too. And all the so-called phony debts and all the rest of it, you tear that up as well. You kick all those guys out of the treasury, these intergenerational uh, people who run the whole world's central banking system because they keep getting us broke every so often and cleaning us out. Doesn't work, obviously. Clean them out and get a new system in and get boards of the citizens, ordinary citizens, right down to the working class who must go on those boards every year and take their turn every year, so many months. That's what you got to do across the world and start making your own money, backed by something. 
obviously. Otherwise, you're in utter slavery by your masters. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. But I'm telling you, until you get rid of these bankers, these international boys, they're all related, who have central banks set up everywhere, who seem, we've been taught to believe they've got some special banking gene. Utter rubbish, you see. They don't. They just know the chronology that's involved, and they pay off the politicians to go along with everything. That's not hard to do when you're paying off a bunch of low-life psychopaths. And the thing's backed by nothing. And here we are being told now that we've got to go into an age of austerity as they bring the whole world. And this is all run at the very, very top by bankers, you know. The Milner Group was set up by bankers for the Royal Institute of International Affairs to take over the world's resources, and including, including you folks. You are part of the resources. You're a renewable resource. But until you just kick them all out, rip up all these treaties, get an honest money system, and honest by honest, I mean you've got to make your own money. Whatever it happens to be, it's going to be backed by something so that you can't borrow from abroad, and you don't overdo it. You don't spend out more than you've got. You don't lend money to other countries either. That's not what government's there. Why should a government be, be acting like a foreign bank for someone else? Using your tax money. And that's the whole point of this chronology. They're using you as a guarantor to pay back all the money that your governments borrow from these banksters. And they've plundered the country every, at least twice every century. Read your histories. The same people. That's the only way it'll ever happen. And now you're being trained to believe that you owe the debt and you must go into utter poverty and you must serve the, the, the expert world leaders and all the rest of it. No, no, no. This is the biggest con of all because this was always part of their game plan. It took them over a hundred years to get here. And it's time it was stopped. It really is time it was stopped. And rip up all that phony debt and every country do the same. And they all start with their, their own system from scratch. And citizens have got to all take their turn. You have to. It's more important than, than jury duty or anything else. Take your turn uh, at their going over it yourself, making sure that the clique, that the, the inevitable clique does not get in. And if it does, you've you got to get them out, get rid of them. That's what you do right away. That's all you can do. You can't talk with these psychopaths. They have their plans and they'll bring you into slavery. Don't let the cliques start. When you find the cliques, get rid of them because they all take orders from a very well-organized society, massive society above them. Nothing to do with democracy or republicanism either. President Wilson in the U.S. was the first little puppy dog to, who was run by Mandel House, who belonged to the Royal Institute of International Affairs through his contact, Lord Grey. That's where he got all his orders from. And they set up the whole business to do with the U.S. Treasury with the intent of, of using the U.S. through a, de a debt system 
to, to be the army for the world and bring this global society in and destroy them at the end as, as well. And he was the first one to use the term in the U.S. of saying it was a democratic government system instead of a republic. A republic is supposed to contain these uh, SOBs. So they can't get away with these things. But don't you think for a minute that it ever stop? You can't sleep for a minute in any generation before they're back doing it again. Evil, evil bar stewards that really have plundered the world because they have a big socialist plan where you're going to serve them like utter raggedy peasants forever. And they will decide who lives, who dies, who gets bread, who doesn't get bread, and so on and so on, into Huxley's Brave New World scenario. That's always been part of their plan. And they've got to convince you, no, you owe the debt. You must suffer. You won't see these bar stewards suffering at all as they jet all across the planet. And you pay their pollution taxes. Another great con. Anyway, and we turn now to armies. Armies have always been used as pawns in the game. That's what the chessboard represents. The pawn is, is disposable to save the betters, the better pieces. And they never learn because every generation of young guys wants to somebody be somebody and go and kill. He hasn't grown up yet. He hasn't stopped playing with toy guns and, and chasing his pals around trees. And in this society, as I say, they've already been weaponized, the children, with video games that were meant for the military to desensitize them into killing. And they're doing an awful lot of killing abroad, incredible killing, and enjoying it, in fact, really enjoying it, as we've seen from the exposés from WikiLeaks and others. They really enjoy it. And if you look into the military websites, you'll, you'll get shocked at all the photographs they put up there to send home putting their fingers in the holes of their first kill and so on. doesn't matter who it is or what it is. And you're supposed to be proud of these characters. There, years ago, the military, the Pentagon, first started talking about creating a cyber war, warrior, and then they talked about using a pharma-chemicalized warrior to turn on aggression. And for those who know about some of it, you also have come across the movie. It was called Jacob's Ladder. They would end to that, where they used, actually was based on the fact they used American troops with hallucinogenic drugs, different types of them, with a particular one that was meant to cause aggression. They used it in monkeys and and chimps in cages, and these animals tore, literally tore each other apart, piece by piece. And they used it in American troops as well, who also tore each other apart, piece by piece. So they couldn't very well have that. They wanted to kill the enemy and be utterly ruthless, demonic, in fact. So that they came up with different ones. And they're still going at it yet. I've read articles from their main sites from the military talking about pharmacology and they're using it. We had Canadian troops came back from Somalia and they were driving their, their, their cars into army recruitment offices and so on. And some of them from Somalia said that they were on these particular drugs. One of them was a, a new type of malaria, malaria drug. Uh, it was banned by France and other countries. Uh, the U.S. was using it 
on, I think, half the dose of the Canadians. So the Canadians, once again, were the guinea pigs. Just we are for the GMO foods for everybody. And one of the guys said he, he literally was tripping out from the minute he got up. Right through his whole day, he saw the distortions of colors. He'd get out of his, his vehicle and take his pistol to the heads of children and laugh and yell and all the rest of it. And it was always, it was just like a dream, a big, bizarre, kaleidoscopic, um, surrealistic dream. And many others, too, experienced that. They knew what they were doing, these guys who gave them this stuff. And they're giving them other stuff too. Here's one. This is a handout, obviously. I told you before, if you, you see, um, the, the, uh, star suckers, how we worship celebrities, and the second part that goes into how the media have very few real journalists now, and they depend on public relations firms for handing out news items to them. Generally on behalf of Big Pharma. See, all that stuff you got to do with the flu was coming straight from Big Pharma. And go right into the newspapers. But it didn't say Big Pharma. It would just give you the, the news release. And you'd swallow it. That was all to make you believe it. Public relations, the advertising companies they hire, throw these out by the thousands. And the military I read last year, too, from their own website, they're, they're going to put thousands of fake reports in newspapers to, again, on other items and, uh, during this, this coming year. Here's an article here. It's from the Telegraph. Now, here's how, listen to this. And again, I'll, I'll show you. You've got to learn to think. Love hormone. So, the, right off, you're giving you a premise here. Love. Oh, it's like harmony when they harmonize taxis and, and, and then bump something up, you see. Love hormone, oxytocin, helps soldiers like each other and hate the enemy. Soldiers form loyal bands of brothers. A fraternity, right? Fighting and dying for each other because they have the same instincts that cause mothers to ferociously protect their newborns, a study suggests. Listen listen to this rubbish that's presented as news. Researchers have found that in the heat of battle, they have the same chemicals running through their bloodstreams as protective mothers, meaning they develop incredibly strong bonds with each other, but become extremely aggressive to outsiders. Now, you've heard, I'm sure, like I have, about the maternity wards that, where the mothers go crazy and just start tearing up the doctors and killing everybody around them and, and then running into town and killing and raping people, haven't you? You see, utter rubbish, utter tripe here, right? The effect resolves, uh, revolves around the, the hormone oxytocin, which is released at times of stress and when people socialize with each other. There's more to it. They're, they're telling you a lot of lies here. But, says, but the scientists have found that this chemical, often referred to as love or bonding hormone, and by the way, you should go into the homosexual sites for the military because you should see some of these sadomasochistic sites they got up there with, with, the, with the swastikas and the guys all with erections as they hack people apart. I'm not kidding you. This is for the U.S. and British military. That's a fact, folks. It's rampant through it. So anyway, it says here, also makes them, like mothers, incredibly aggressive to outsiders. Using a computer simulation game, they found that volunteers given a spray of the hormone bonded more quickly and deeply with their own group but became much more hostile to its outsiders. So if you don't have the little patch on, they're going to hack you alive. And probably get an erection too. Dr. Carson Drew of the University of Amsterdam said that the phenomenon was known as parochial altruism or tend and defend. <laughs> 
This meant that boosted levels of oxytocin produced in-group love and out-group group aggression, he said. This is, see, we're getting sixth grade speech here. And he says, um, Dr. DeDrew, who published the findings in Science, said, Oxytocin is a double-edged sword. It makes you kinder to your group but more aggressive to those outside. Dr. DeDrew thinks that the production of oxytocin, which increases at times of stress and in new mothers, has evolved since hunter-gathering times when food was scarce and groups had to compete to survive. He said, being aggressive to threatening outgroups makes you a hero, loyal and a patriot to your own group. Holly Arrow, an expert in uh, psychology of war at the University of Oregon, whilst this is what they're specializing in, you see how to really uh, use drugs on the minds of the troops, said, because that's what her specialty is, if that's a female, we'll never know, oxytocin is perhaps an important pathway that bonds men together and makes them ready to defend the group. They actually, they'll slaughter you too, obviously, too, you're not in their group when they bring them home. In three experiments on all-male volunteers, they compared the choices of individuals who received a dose of oxytocin via nasal spray with those who received a placebo. The volunteers were assigned to two three-person groups and introduced to a game in which they made confidential decisions that had financial consequences for themselves, their fellow group members, and the competing groups. The results indicate that oxytocin drives attend and defend. Oh, I love these little slogans they give them, attend and defend, oh, yeah. Response, promoting in-group trust and cooperative and defensive, but not a, a, offensive aggression towards competing outgroups. The hormone appears to have this effect regardless of how naturally cooperative people are. So, what they're not saying, you see, the female produces it from her, her brain, actually, it stimulates it, and uh, oxytocin comes into play uh, to bring you into labor. Folks, that's his main function. But they've got another th- uh, sprays now for men. Maybe they can put little, little um, insufflation under their skin there and give them long-term stuff that'll bead off and it'll compete with their testosterone uh, implants they're getting as well. And uh, God help us all, eh? And at the end of the slaughter, they'll want to to push out a baby out of their uh, loins, I guess. But you see. This is the rubbish that they put to people. And you know something? These naive characters who go into the military have not read any of the previous experiments over the last hundred years have done on their own soldiers and the horrific effects of it all. And they'll never be told the long-term effects or the, or the effects going to have them on them personally. Never. Because they're stupid enough to volunteer for it. And people are stupid. There's a truth here that the elites say, and Albert Pike said it too, uh, those who, they talk about using your mind and your brain for yourself. That's what your job is, to use your mind, not someone else's or someone else's point of view, but your brain for yourself. And he said, those who want to use their own minds are, are meats on the table. He may have said state, I can't remember, but he said roughly it's meat on the table and beasts of burden by choice and consent. And that's how they believe it, you know. And it's true, it's true. When you give away your brain, uh, who can sympathize with you? Hmm? Who, who can sympathize with you? And here's an article here, Homosexuals Brainwashing the Children in Elementary Schools. That's been going on for years now because it's now the law. And I've trained children from kindergarten for, for 30 years now that, that all these alternate lifestyles are okay. So when they do polls, you always find it's up to about the 30-year-olds say, oh, it's okay. And 25s are all for it. 
and those at 10 years old are, are absolutely, uh, you know, same thing. Folk are over, over 40 and 50, all the polls always say no. It just shows you what indoctrination can do. It can make you believe anything, right? It's an extremely slick propaganda directed to the youngest of children. The videos below are from its elementary, a 78-minute feature film produced by homosexual activists. These are actual scenes from elementary schools in Massachusetts and New York. Its elementary is meant to be a training video for homosexual activist teachers across the country. In addition, the film itself has been shown to school children, public schools in Massachusetts and elsewhere. What, what is that, uh, this is what is actually going on in more and more elementary schools across America. Watching this will really affect you and you'll not believe what you're seeing. Well, I certainly would. Then it says, Gay and Lesbian Pride Day in elementary schools, actual footage of teachers indoctrinating children that homosexuality is a healthy education, and so on, and so on. Then they have them role-playing in the third grade. I guess they just simulate having it or something, I don't know. Anyway, this is what's been turned into, because as they say in socialism, and this is a tenet and belief of socialism, scientific socialism, you can condition and train the public into whatever you want them to be, because the public consists of base animals. Do your homework. If there's anybody out there who, who still has anything to hold on to. And then you get the next part too. Uh, people don't realize that there are, the, the American Food Agricultural Association and through with the FDA were injecting pigs with human genes back in the 70s and they got into the food supply, by the way. That was exposed in the papers at the time, too, with those with memories to remember. This is from New Zealand. Human genes to be injected into goats, cows, and sheep. April the 16th, 2010. Scientists have been given permission to put human genes into goats, sheep, and cows for the next 20 years to see if the animals will produce human proteins in their milk. <laughs> this is what they're telling us. But people will not be pouring the genetically modified milk in their Wheatabix just yet. The milk will be discarded. Yeah, sure. They're going to test it on someone to see how it affects you, obviously. Without telling you, of course. Back with more after these messages. Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix just talking about all the chaos it's, it's, it's on purpose, it's not really chaos everything's planned and we're right on course with everything that's supposed to be happening today things that were planned a long time ago are all coming out today uh, with big finances behind them and so on I've gone about, on about the Kinsey report the reality behind it and those links are very important to see the, the truth of the perverts and they're perverts that uh, Kinsey, no he was one himself, a real utter pervert they hired child molesters uh, to time anal penetration and to see if a baby uh, would scream and so and with stopwatches and all this kind of stuff. And he used streetwalkers and prostitutes for the for the, the average woman in the street and homosexual convicts in prison for the average man in the street. Utterly fake fudge science to change our whole way of living. And every court in the law put that book up as as a new Bible, and it did change the whole of society. And he was funded by who again? The Rockefeller Foundation and a whole bunch of other foundations. And they're still going today doing their sadistic 
little experiments on society and obviously well shielded by the rich and powerful to, to do this very thing. And guys are changing physiologically. You've seen biochemical changes in men. They're going sterile. They have no shoulders. Many of them are more like females than, than women. And, of course, the excess uh, androgen and so on in women is making them more aggressive and more masculine looking. And women are putting fat on that they never could put in places before. They're being bioengineered by the food and everything else that they take and all the, the, the cosmetics, etc., and all the things they drink because that buys phenols and everything pretty well out there are tin cans to their bottles by purpose and design and they're not going to take it out they know what it's doing they know there's a latest article I'll try and get it in it's the Globe and Mail again another handout obviously genetic findings paves way for controversial autism testing and it says here, March the 30th, 2010, an international effort led by Canadian scientists has uncovered the complex genetic architecture of autism. Now, that's, that's a lie you start with. They haven't, but they make it sound like they have. Revealing brand new targets for treatment and making it possible to predict with a DNA test at birth, or here's the real thing, folks, or even before, about 10% of those who will develop the condition. Now, how can they do that when the later articles don't say they're not too sure and all the rest of it? See, this has got an object in it, and that's to do, just like to do with, with possible Down syndromes, anacephalics, and various other problems you can have with babies. And I've, I've done shows before where mothers disregarded the advice, didn't have the abortions, and their babies were fine. There's more, going, more to it than this. Now, here's another one that they want to add to abortion. Your child may possibly, might, you know, be autistic. They're in charge of living and dying. Who gets born, folks? And they're training us through all of these different techniques and all these things, like an article like this, to go along with it. They're the experts. So they talk about their, their, how they did the test and so on, the Autism Genome Project that you didn't know was going on, and 120 researchers in 11 countries all involved in it, etc., etc. And then, then they're going to say, I highly doubt you will find two families with the same combination of genetic variants, said study leader Stephen Scherer, Senior scientist at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto. And then they're going to tell you how it's too vague and all the rest of it, blah, 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 blah. Well, it may be very, very vague, but that's what they want. They get false positives, like most things today, false positives half the time, to increase the abortion rates. Thank you, doctor, as you just flushed Tommy into a bucket who was up a chimney. Who could have been perfectly okay, like lots of them? From Hamish, myself, and to your Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.